This is NFA Talk, the show that talks about guns and gun rights, keeping you up to date with what's currently going on, from the newest guns, promotions, and events, plus how we're lobbying for your rights. All right, we're back with another episode of NFA Talk. Hey guys, how's it going? Really well, Jordan. Rick, good to see you. Yeah, it's going good. Good to see good to see you too, Sheldon and Jordan again. Yeah, we've had quite a quite a busy week. We're, we're on the election trail, uh, keeping an eye on things, and uh, it's it's been getting crazy. It, it sure has. Busy, it's been a busy month. I mean, uh, I, I know our efforts in working on this election have started months ago. I mean, we were preparing for it with our our major campaign. We had uh, you know, something some four hundred thousand dollars budgeted. We had volunteers, boots on the ground all working to make sure that Mr. Trudeau loses seats, maybe loses the election and takes his mi- his minority away from him and that we replace it with a friendly government that's going to help us. So here we are hoping to see the election of the Conservatives, which is the only other party that can win. Nobody else is going to, to be able to take out Trudeau, but the Conservatives and Aaron O'Toole right now. So we've got this weekend and that's it. Then it's the blackout and the voting takes place on Monday. And uh, I've got to encourage all those uh, people who are firearms owners out there to get out and vote. And make sure that you you bring a friend, like-minded people to get out there. We've got to stop the Trudeau government. The word we've been getting from our, our people is that he has order and councils drafted that will ban all semi-automatic firearms and all handguns in the next go-around. So we're very concerned about that. We cannot afford to elect another Trudeau government. So make sure you get out and vote. How are things going where you guys are? Rick, what's what's happening? Well, you know, it's uh, things are going good here. I'm in a I'm in a pretty good uh, CPC riding here. It's a, it's a, it's probably going to go blue, but I've been uh, I've been inundated with. Uh, calls and messages over the past few weeks about uh, where the Max Bernier's PPC party is going and uh, what they're doing. And uh, the way I've been answering it is uh, people are, people are basically fed up with the liberals and they're fed up. They're fed up with all politicians. So they're, they're looking for something new, something, something to go with. But the way I've been, I've been answering it. Our concern right now is to get the conservatives elected. I know, uh, I know Aaron's made uh, a few statements that, that concerns people, but you know what? Let's get him elected because once we get him in, I'll tell you something, guys. The NFA is going to hold him accountable to all the promises he made. There's no doubt about that. Uh, you know, this uh, this PPC is definite. This PPC party is def- could definitely make some uh, changes in some really close writings across the country. Uh, right now, uh, right now, there's there's a lot of close races, and where one or two votes could change the outcome. That would be very bad for us. You know, we don't need another four years of Justin Trudeau. You know, basically voting for Max Bernier and the PPC party is a perfect storm for the liberals. Uh, it's a, the, the liberals have to be loving, have to be loving the party because they're taking votes away from us. I don't know. What are your feelings on that, Jordan? Uh, yeah, I, I just want to clarify. We're going to hold him accountable to what he wrote down in his policy. Exactly. Um, yeah, he said that he was going to review the whole Firearms Act, and uh, and really, I mean, there's no such thing as an assault rifle out there in Canada that was not banned before uh, after 1977, right? So, 
we're uh, we're definitely going to hold them accountable to that. Um, my in my writing, uh, <laughs> the the liberal candidates must be worried because they're really going off on on Twitter and on Facebook with uh, gu- fear mongering gun posts. Uh, why is that? You know, they they uh, they're obviously uh, they're obviously scared, right? Well, I saw Bill Blair was on Twitter talking about how Charles Zatch, our lobbyist, is clearly Aaron O'Toole's senior policy advisor on firearms and. Therefore, you know, there, there's evil. So I, I, I thought that was quite amusing. Uh, Bill Blair is clearly desperate. He's probably really mad because of all of the advertising we've dumped into his writing to make sure people look at the liberals and what they have done and their disgusting record of corruption and scandal and make sure that they vote them out. And again, I want to emphasize there's the only way we're going to get rid of Trudeau is by replacing them with the conservatives. Certainly, this time. Yeah. So my, uh, my question is, where, where where's the fact checkers on this? You know, like, <laughs> um, I block Charles and ban fact checkers. <laughs> Charles is not is not Aaron's uh, advisor on this. No. You know, we we've lobbied we've lobbied Aaron, we've lobbied many many MPs, but we're we're not the, we're not the advisors, right? So where, yeah. where's the fact checkers? If it was the other way around, they, they'd be all over us. Of course they would. And the uh, the other thing is too, you know, if uh, if the liberals uh, thought that uh, O'Toole would go the way that uh, some of these uh, disillusioned voters think he might go, they wouldn't be slamming him every day. But they are hitting him hard with the firearm stuff every day. There isn't a day that goes by that they don't hit him with the firearm stuff. I I, uh, I also noticed that there was a comment made in, in our comments from Stephen Jones about Obama and Clinton tweeting for Trudeau. You know, they really can't be doing that. That's interfering with our election up here, the for, people from a foreign country doing that. that. That's all very, very nifty that they would try to do that. But th- their own record isn't anything sterling. I mean, I, I ended up getting... Uh, harassed by the American authorities as I left the United Nations in 2012 after being a, the subject of one of Hillary Clinton's secret emails uh, you know, uh, and wanting to know uh, the st- my status and find out about me after I delivered a scathing uh, presentation at the United Nations on the program of action in small arms and light weapons in New York in, in August of 2012. So, uh, you know, I don't have a lot of uh, love for the, the Clinton cabal. They're clearly out there and they're not our friends. And to see Hillary Clinton tweeting and congratulating, uh, wishing uh, Justin Trudeau well in his election, I guess it makes my skin crawl, frankly. Absolutely. Wouldn't that be foreign interference? Well, I think it's foreign interference if they influence how people vote. It it looks to me almost like uh, electioneering, and I think that probably could be construed as some form of interference. But I mean, you know, they're welcome to do what we did and register as a third party uh, way back in August when the writ was dropped. I know there's some others that have joined as recently as a, a week or so ago and uh, and uh, have decided to step up and serve as a third party in two and start handing out a couple of pamphlets and things and, on the eve of the election. And that's great. But uh, we've been in this for the long haul. We designed and crafted our advertising thoroughly. Our social media efforts have been second to none. Uh, we're smashing it out there. Liberals are are cringing every time they see our their, our ads because our ads are true. Our ads are verifiable. We can we can show that what we're saying is accurate information. Our cartoons are cutting and go right to the point. 
and I know that people are looking at this stuff. Jordan, you've been sending out a lot of this material. What's what's happening from your perspective in terms the, of our uh, the reaction is great, and we've we've been targeting certain ridings as well and pushing these cartoons in different areas, and uh, doing this, you never know the outcome you're going to get because we're we're going outside the the echo chamber, right? And uh, and surprisingly enough, we're we're getting great feedback, a lot of a lot of thumbs up on our social media, uh, likes on our Instagram, uh, private messages are coming through, and and they're saying like continue to fight, great. We've got a couple, you know, I'm not a firearms owner, but I I do support you guys. Um, you know that this is absurd. What's going on? There's bigger issues in Canada, and you know like recovery, the economy, and and here he's trying to go after the guns. Like come on. Right. So it's been great feedback. Great. Uh, a great uh, campaign so far. I, yeah, I, I'd, I'd, like to, I'd like to comment on that, too. You know, I was, I was talking about the little bit of negative feedback I'm getting, but I'm getting a lot more positive feedback of what we're doing. You know, people are saying, you know what? I drove I drove to Toronto the other day and I saw your billboard, you know, and uh, our, our eastern directors our our Quebec directors are saying, you know what? They're getting they're getting a lot of input from guys. We've got billboards that you basically have to read when you're driving by it. So it's uh, it's working. It's working really good for us. You know, like I say, I'm getting a lot of feedback, and I'm sure the other directors are too. I see George per- yep. George Pern was commenting about our radio ads. George is out in Oshawa, Ontario, and he sent me a note the other day about these radio ads. And thanks for listening at, at, and and giving us some feedback on those, George. I, I know we uh, agonize over the content and the delivery of these things quite a bit to make sure they're hitting the right tone. And we think we've been pretty successful. And I, if you think so too, please uh, let us know. We're we're hoping that the evaluation will be done on uh, the twenty first when we can see what the numbers look like. And after all, the mail in ballots have been counted. Uh, there's something in the excess of five million mail in ballots this election. So that's a huge increase from I, th- I believe it was something like fifty thousand mail ins before. But what with the pandemic, people are nervous about going to the elections areas. I know when I voted in the advance poll, I saw that they were limiting the numbers of staff. They usually have a poll clerk and an, an election officer together at a table. This time they just had an election officer, no clerk. So the one person was doing the job of two people, and it has to slow things down. Yeah. So what do, you, what do you guys think? Is this, is this a good thing or a bad thing that people are going to the polls early? In my in my opinion, I think I think it's a good thing. I think uh, you know, in past elections, I've been around for a while, like Sheldon has, and uh, in past elections, when people get out early, and a lot of people get out to the to the polls, they want change. You know, that's 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 my opinion on that. I agree. It, an election where you have a heavy turnout at the, in the early part of the election is usually when people are angry and they are getting out there to make sure that their vote will drive change. Now. It's a little tricky to measure at this time because of the COVID restrictions around the polling stations. It has slowed things down, and thus people aren't moving through as quickly, which tends to make the crowds larger. But I went to two major polling stations, and they were jammed. The lineups were out the door, and the parking lots were packed full. So it, to me, was a heavy turnout with lots of things going on. Right. So, yeah, no, I mean, I, I, the, the first day that the advanced polling was open, I was, I was there. I snuck in first thing in and out. Uh, as I was leaving, it was starting to get busy. So, I mean, this is good. I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we're, we're going to have a, a good turn. I mean, it's hard to judge and it's, you know, I don't want to jinx this, but I, I think we're, I think Canada's really waking up and we're going to see a change on this. Mm-hmm. 
people are upset. People are mad. They're, they they want it. They want change, and and hopefully the change will go our way with this one. Well, they certainly don't want to see a Trudeau majority government, which is what this this election ostensibly was all about. He called an election because he thought he could start running his little dictatorship a little more efficiently without having to go to the NDP or the Bloc to get their support on key issues. He's already had uh, amazing powers with running the country with Parliament shut down pretty much. And he's gotten away with an all, all kinds of things that would never fly. I mean, there's, you know, the, there's been no scrutiny by the various parliamentary committees. You haven't had to call witnesses. You haven't had to go there and testify. So he hasn't had to deal with any of that. He's just been able to rule by fiat. And this is not okay. And I, I, the last thing we need is him getting in again and us getting more orders in council to try and take away our stuff. Because I can tell you right now, people aren't giving up their stuff. And he missed the one thing, too. When he didn't get his way, he, he, he sued the Speaker of the House not to release the documents for the, um, for the, uh, the laboratory there. His 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 government is plagued with scandals, and I you know, it's somehow I get the feeling that the odd person just looks by that stuff. But I think people are starting are starting to see that you know what, there's something going on there. And I just I just hope everybody just uh, you know does a little research and and look at some of those scandals and research them and, and see what they're all about. You know, it's it's uh, it's probably uh, a little eye opening when you actually get into it and delve into it. Well, it's shocking. I mean. Who can get away with traveling to a, a major lobbyist private island on a free vacation pass, the Aga Khan? Who can get away with dressing up in costume and doing Bollywood-style dances on a state visit to India and embarrassing himself in this country? Who can get away with driving otherwise talented ministers out uh, who he had put in positions just to appear to be uh, uh, accepting of, of various ethnicities and genders and so on, just because they have principles and wouldn't bow to his, his uh, political objectives. Who can get away with leaving Canadians in the dirt in Afghanistan and, their, and our interpreters and people who supported our military over there? And, and this it doesn't even get mentioned in, in any of the, the media or anything. I haven't seen anybody talking about Afghanistan. This huge commitment involved loss of life, damaged all kinds of Canadian soldiers and civilians who served over there. And it gets no mention. And this, this guy got a free pass on all of it. Uh, SNC-Lavalin, uh, it's just been scandal after scandal. The whole blackface debacle. It's embarrassing. Yeah, you missed the, you, you missed you missed a big one there. The asking Rebol to lie for him. You know that's that's a big one there. Oh, I didn't miss that one. That was the one no. I was talking about. Yeah. Did, did we talk about the We Charity? No. Oh, and, and yeah, and, and money for me, me and we. Yeah. <laughs> you know, ridiculous. Right. So yeah. Yeah. A asking asking the top lawmaker in the country to lie for you is not acceptable. No. No, absolutely not. I mean, I I can't say that her. Uh, swathed through our criminal code, which removed a lot of long-held rights and important sections of the criminal code that we relied on, was at all helpful. I mean, that that stuff was wrong, and it needs to be reinstated. I, I have no love at all for the that, the liberalism that that uh, minister of justice brought to the Canadian Parliament. But uh, you know, just because someone stands up to Trudeau doesn't make them a saint. You're right. <laughs> 
I, I don't know. Uh, Sheldon, is there any updates on the on the court case, the OIC uh, court case? No, I we haven't got anything really new. I had a, had some communication from our lawyer, uh, Gila Baron, about this recently. Uh, they're sorting out about the intervention, but I don't expect to see anything uh, very dramatic very soon. But I, I expect all of a sudden we'll see a bunch of stuff happen. So we'll we'll find out more about that. It's it's been a very busy time for all of us. Uh, you know, the start of the school semester. My in my day job, I teach at a community college. That that work has been sort of uh, getting my focus. Has has this election. So I've been kind of running, uh, you know, twenty four seven with that. As I know you two have as well, and the rest of our directors and and our staff. And it's uh, it's really really uh, a heavy time. The uh, the election won't be the end of it. I mean, the the lobbying and the and the efforts to try to organize and get uh, Canadian firearms owners all pulling in the same direction continues apace right after the election. So. We're 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 going to be working on that, but that, but I don't have anything really new about the court case. I'm sorry to say, it's uh like like the, I think Solomon Friedman said it best. It's a marathon, not a sprint. I was in to visit Cassie and Dave uh, Premack today. I dropped by KKS Tactical just to see how things were going and uh, pick up a, a an accessory for for mounting the scope on my daughter's rifle, but. Uh, we're, you know, they 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 seem to be in good spirits. The store is, is very very busy. That's helpful. Uh, it certainly doesn't replace the losses suffered in the changes that the government has has done to our our firearms ownership and our rights. So hopefully we can we can keep that up. Uh, I have, Robert Bracken is pointing out about Bill Blair's new ad defending his firearms bans. Yeah, well, I think we struck a nerve there, boys. With our, yep, again. our board campaign, our radio ads, our digital media, the, the hundreds of thousands of dollars we've spent as a third party on this election. I think they've noticed. What do you guys think? Well, I, I don't know. We we came out with a a big billboard on the on the four hundred six with Bill Blair on it, and he he sends out little pamphlets. I, yeah, I don't, think, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think I think Bill's preaching to the choir. He's just uh, you know I was on the road a bit today and hitting some uh, gun shops and gun clubs, and everybody the election's on everybody's mind, no doubt, and 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 people are concerned, and uh, you know. Past elections, you know, I've I've done I've done the same thing, but this this election this election is definitely more on the on people's minds, and people are really really uh, really wondering what's going to happen. So I think uh, you know, and they've been and they've been commenting about our stuff too, our cartoons, our billboards and stuff. You know, it just uh, it's nice to hear comments because we know we're we're reaching somebody out there. So it, it was it was it was good to hear that today. Well, I, I think our, our latest cartoon is really uh, a, a nice summary of the problem. You know, it's been scandal after scandal and people still support this guy. That's incredible. Uh, what kind of corrupt, uh, morally deficient uh, person would, uh, would, be, would support that? I mean, really, it's, it's liberalism really is a disease. <laughs> well, I, you know, I, I've talked, I, you know, and I was on the road and I've talked to some liberals today, but a lot of liberals I talked to are, are old school liberals because their dad and their grandfather were liberals, you know, and just, uh, you know, it, even one of my employees is a, is a, is a, is a hard 
hardcore liberal because his dad was a liberal and his grandfather was liberal. You know, it just uh, people that's need to get out there and uh, and do some research. You know, it just. But unfortunately, that's that's part of the deal right there. Well, an uninformed vote is the worst kind of vote. I mean, I encourage my classes. I don't tell people how to vote at work. I just I tell them that they make sure that they should get informed about the issues that matter to them and they should get out and vote. That's important. It's easy to do on the World Wide Web, guys. Just get out there and research some of these people and what they're what they're all about. Yeah, Absolutely. that's true. Check out I mean, Trudeau has right. lost a lot of support from liberals, too. And I've met, I've met some who uh, were very, very strong Canadians and very patriotic who realized that that was not the team that they had signed on for. You know, they, they saw scandal after scandal, how Admiral Norman was treated, uh, how uh, the, uh, the, the Jody Wilson-Raybaud and Pilpot affair was, was handled, how these various uh, self-interested little ploys that he does, you know, they just don't like that. They, they're very uncomfortable with it. Right. You know, there's a there's a lot of firearms owners out there that are liberals, but I think they're uh, I think they're starting to shift now. You know, before they were just uh, you know the issues and stuff, but I, I, now I, I I'm seeing a shift because we do have some firearms owners that are liberals. Well, that's true. Yeah, you, you know what I'm finding finding funny now. I mean, iPolitics just released uh, an article uh, yesterday or was it the day before, but it's regarding the third party uh, for the elections, the advertising, mm-hmm. the gun the uh, the gun control people. They, they didn't even register this year. So did Trudeau lose their support? Uh, it's hard to tell. Right. Hard to tell. I, I, I see uh, the, the first president of Canada's, of the National Firearms Association has is, is made a comment there, Billy Jones. Hello there, Bill. Good to see you commenting. And uh, yeah, your point's quite correct. The Liberal Party of Canada is a cult. And uh, appreciate all the work you've done all those decades ago getting all of this started for us. Thanks very much there, uh, Mr. Jones, we're really, really uh, glad to hear from you. Yeah, it's uh, it, it it defies logic that people would vote for these guys. It just it just amazes me, and the damage they're causing, the division in the country, uh, the creating of these significant wedge politics that have that are driving the the West into uh, in, into all kinds of very uh, divisive politics. It's shocking. All right, so uh, I, I don't know if we want to leave it uh, leave it at that for tonight. Um, I mean, we we pretty much uh, cross our fingers and hope for the best at this point. Uh, maybe maybe we'll come on right after right after the election, or uh, or maybe the following day uh, once we get the results, and uh, and we'll we'll see how how our mood is then. Well, I, I think so, and I, I think there's a lesson for the conservatives that we should we should mention before we break, though, Jordan, and 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 that is that the narrative needs to stop being one that is driven by the liberals and their progressive friends. Uh, you know, you, you saw that debate. What kind of issues were brought up? It wasn't any issues that should be in, of interest to conservative. I didn't, I didn't see the economy. I, I talk, they talked about affordability, but where's the economy? You know, firearms control was thrown out by Trudeau has a, an attempt to start a wedge and embarrass O'Toole. It didn't work. But we've got to start taking over the narrative in this country again. Now, we've got to make sure that this so-called big blue tent that the conservatives have is really not chasing anyone away. And I think that's been a concern 
That's why you're seeing some of these uh, shifting to the smaller parties like Maverick and PPC a little bit. But that's coming back as people are walk are going to walk into those ballot booths on Monday and they're going to look down at the, those little names on their booth on, on their ballots and they're going to have to go is this going to mean that Trudeau's going to be in again? Cuz that's the decision you're making. Is is it do I get Trudeau or do I get the other person who is going to replace him? And if if you don't put the most likely party to replace the liberals as a, your priority when you go into your ballot, you're going to get the liberals. In effect, it's there's two parties that can form government, and they're it's the liberals or the conservatives, and that's it. And remember, folks, get out and vote. Get out and vote CPC. Yep, you got you got to you got to go out and vote the conservatives in. You've got to get those liberals out. The liberals are going to cause more damage to the firearms community and to this country. Our country is in peril. Get out and vote. It matters. All right, so let's uh, let's cut it out there. We'll uh, we'll be back right after shortly after the election, and let's hope we're in a, in a cheerful mood. All right, everybody, thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next time. All right, all the best. Thanks, everybody. Thanks. Thanks for listening to this episode of NFA Talk. Like and follow the NFA on social media, and sign up to become a member. 